Good morning, everybody. This is the Grunge Bible Podcast coming at you Monday, October, what day is today? 17th, baby. October 17th for episode 82, 81, 82, it doesn't matter, 82 today. Um, a lot. <laughs> we're a little we're a little disconnected. We've already had some difficulties with the internet and the recording, but Chris and I, Chris and Ethan are back for another um, rousing episode of your favorite podcast. <laughs> Potentially podcast. your favorite podcast. <laughs> Potentially your favorite podcast. Is it your favorite, Chris? I don't think it's my favorite. <laughs> what about you? Is it yours? Oh, dude, it's my favorite. It's yeah. my absolute. I, I wait. To, I actually wait I every to... morning at 6.30, every Monday at 6.30. I'm, I'm just refreshing my Spotify and my Apple podcast to wait You're for You're the it. first download. Yep, I'm the first one. That's amazing. First in line. But we are back for another episode. I think that, well, let's just ask, how are you, Chris? How man, are you doing? I'm doing fucking terrible. <laughs> Oh man, the 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 days are getting shorter. It's yeah. getting colder. It's it's happening. Yep. So the days are getting shorter. So that always sucks. Um, I'm not in California anymore, which sucks. Uh, the transmission on my I'd car failed. I'd rather be depressed in California. Yes, so. exactly. <laughs> Ocean's got the, the only blues I need. Um, my transmission went on my car, so that's going to be immensely expensive. And I'm having I'm having um, internet connection issues, which sucks when you're trying to record a podcast. So I'm going through it. I'm I'm, I'm not happy. <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's no good. Yeah. I'm. Uh, How are you? Yeah. It's it's uh it's raining here. Hasn't yep. rained in a while, so you know, as all the dads would We've say, we need it. it. <laughs> we need it. So I love that. Um, I had to, I have the day off from work, which is good. My body was pretty sore, so um, sick. I'm doing I'm doing well. I'm I'm on the right track. I'm just kind of chugging along. I want to I want to have a nice hard month of work and stuff and kind of recoup. So we're in the middle of it, um, but it feels good. So I'm I'm glad to be able to sit down with you uh, midweek. Because we didn't know when we were going to record, so that's yeah. always a good thing. When we, we were, can knock we were it so out. blessed by the rain. That's right. We were Minutemen, and we were ready. Yeah. Um, so we're always ready to record the Grunge Bible podcast. Yep, and we were. Um, we attempted. We sent out a bunch of flares to get some interviews, and no one could. No one bit for this week, which is to be expected. Yeah. Um, but we have. We have them out there. So yeah. It's coming. We're gonna get some. We're gonna get some other voices on this on this podcast very soon. Uh, hopefully, voices that will be will be interesting and stimulating at the same time. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So geez. for today today's episode, we are, there was a, just a tour, a festival. I guess it's a one. Is it a one weekend festival? Apparently, they, there's only one day listed, which sounds impossible given the number of bands. That's, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess it's a weekend. But it's the perfect segue because there's, there's been a big shift lately. Like when we first got into the, uh, the grunge game uh, six years ago, seven years ago, everyone was obsessed with the early '90s, and now yeah. that's shifting a little bit. People, people are jonesing for some late '90s and 2000s action and. Uh, if you're listening to the news, Blink-182, they're back with the original members. A new album's coming out that we didn't ask for, and a new tour is happening that uh, a lot of a lot of people asked for. So We did ask for, yep. Yeah, we asked for that. So th- this is going to be a good conversation, talking about that and talking about the When We Were Young Festival, which is uh, coming to you in October of 2023. Yeah, as we're talking about, I mean, it's the changing of the seasons here. You know, we're moving from summer to summer to fall. 
and the changing of the the nostalgia is kicking back in. Everybody wants that back to you know the school vibes and stuff. And I think that everybody's changing. Like you said, the '90s to the 2000s nostalgia. So we're kind of shifting, which is pretty cool. So we'll talk about that more. Um, but some housekeeping we gotta we gotta you know gotta get done. Uh, first off, thank you to our producer Drew McFadden. He's been ironclad, and we have probably have some cuts for him to make and some some dealings to do with this episode. But uh, no doubt he'll take care of it. And if he can't, we'll just fire him because we can get somebody that'll do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> Guy's too expensive. <laughs> we can do that. No, we I'm just kidding. He's too cheap. He needs he needs more money. And there's only one way to get money for this man, Chris. There's only one way, and that's through the people, because we're funded by the people, and uh, the best way to do that is to support us on Patreon or purchase some merchandise, uh, which both uh, links are available in the show notes. Uh, they're plastered all over our link tree on uh, Grunge Bible's <laughs> Instagram. They're everywhere. on grungebible.com. They're, they're everywhere, but uh, this week uh, the roster remains the same, the song remains the same, uh, and I would like to thank the following people for continuing to support us. At the top level, uh, I would like to thank Eddie Vedder got me through my second divorce, Kitty Cooper, Brother Nature, Shoe the Shoeless, Blue Owl, Kara Kay, I Hate Your Mom, Fresh Tendonitis, Carlene Salona, my mother, Seattle 4 fanboy from New Jersey, Jamie Lynn, What the Fuck's Up Denny's, our number one fan from Australia, Wayne Staley, Fuck Soup, Rachel Corning, Darian Riddle, Alex Long, Jade Mercado, Doug Endy, Black Hole Sean, Captain High Top, Laura Nyrene, Millie Release, Nikki Six, Marianne, Alexis Shannon, Sonny Mashburn, Chris LSMS, and Faith Bittner. So thanks, everybody, for continuing to support us uh, amidst the highs, the lows, and the way lows of uh, putting a podcast out and navigating all this shit. Yes, we cannot do that without them. Um, where should we start? I think um, we talk about nostalgia a lot. That's what this page is built on. Yeah, we don't exist without it. So... It's important, right? Would you, is nostalgia is important? Yeah, it makes people it makes people feel good until they realize that it makes them feel bad. It's like uh, right. I was gonna say it's a, it's a double edged sword, of course. Yeah, because I'm. But, oh man, I've been thinking about it a lot lately. You always do. I mean, you never you never can get away from it. I don't think. No, you can't. And and just the older you get, the more you have to be nostalgic about. And it's funny because. As we, you know, we talked about at the top of the episode, they just announced this When We Were Young Festival, um, and, and we're going to get into, you know, some of the people who are playing on that thing. Um, and we talked about Blink-182 making their comeback, and they're not the first band from this era to, uh, you know, to make their foray back in. And, uh, yeah, it's just kind of like this weird thing that started to happen, whereas just like the appetite that everybody has for the late nineties and the early two thousands, which is kind of weird for us because we remember the early two thousands. So I feel like this is the first bit of warranted nostalgia that we have. Like we had, we we've always had phony nostalgia for like the early nineties and the grunge era, but I feel like we can kind of take some ownership over this now. But what, what do you think? What's, what's the deal with all this? I totally agree. Um, you know, we talk about, I talk about the bus rides and listening and getting, you know, the first music that I've I listened to on my iPod or burning CDs, and it was The Used, it was, you know, Yellow Card, Rise Against. Uh, you know, these bands were, you know, Taking Back Sunday. Like, I just remember fifth and sixth grade Ethan, you know, listening to them. So they're definitely, um, besides, you know, rock and roll from, you know, driving the backseat with my dad, this is like the first intro to music in a lot of ways. 
is was this type of music. So, because uh, that's what everybody was listening to, and yeah, it's kind of cool. Like, also, I mean, I was young for a lot of them, and I didn't really go to many concerts until like my later teens. Like, I didn't. At least I didn't go to like say this type of like rock shows and different stuff. I didn't. I don't know. I wasn't a risk taker until like 17, I guess. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> kind of can't be when you're like 12 <laughs> or 13. Drive, it's right? a little different at that point. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't live like so close to venues to like, you know, get there myself or something. So, um, so I haven't seen a lot of these bands live. And if I was, you know, if they were big now, the way that we've been going to shows, I would have been to a lot more. Like I, my my neighbor, the lead singer of my band, he he went to Warp Tour every year, and I remember the one year I couldn't go with him, and I've actually never been, and I I missed the window because then, you know, all of a sudden the the music and the age, like it, it all of a sudden the festival was, it was past its prime. It happens. Yeah. It happens quick. It, it the festival happens stuff, real it's quick. Like, you know, you never know when the last the, fe- the last festival or the last year of the festival being you know, good and being mm-hmm. anything, all of a sudden it'll drop off and it'll be like, everybody's yeah. like, that's old news. Yeah. And so I miss the warp tour because it used to be hot shit. It was yeah. big. Well, big the crazy time. thing, like it, it, it's funny that you say that because I agree with it a hundred percent, but when you kind of take a 30,000 foot view, it's not that the festival becomes bad. It's that it just becomes good for a younger demographic of people or a different, different set of people. It's like, we get all like, what is older. this shit? Yeah. It's like, I don't want to deal with this shit anymore. You know, it's, 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 I think it's yeah. the same thing as to how a lot of people felt about Lollapalooza as they, you know, it made a big shift throughout the nineties and, uh, you know, the artists that were being showcased there certainly changed a lot. So it's funny, but now it's like, you know, live nation is putting this when we were young festival on and they just, they're just planting the flag and build rebuilding the cottage industry of uh, a new kind of nostalgia. And it's kind of like, I, I thought about it today. I was like, you know, it, are people in their like late twenties, thirties and early forties, the most nostalgic, or is it just because they have the most disposable income to spend on their nostalgia that like this always seems to pop up? No, I do think, I think the first part is, I was, I think the first thing you said was correct. I think that late twenties, early thirties is the most nostalgic age. And that's where the people fall for this type of music. Because I think, like right now, I feel like we're we're both still trying to figure out a lot of stuff in life. So we are we it brings us back yeah. to we don't have anything more nostalgia. Out. We don't have anything figured out. So we're thinking about when it was easy and we did nothing really mattered and this this and that. And I think once you get over the hump and maybe you have a, maybe we start a family something something like that. Like I think people let it go easier. So I think that <laughs> this is the hot yeah. spot. We're we're I'm going to probably be the most except for maybe. Maybe when you're so old, but then you have so much light, other parts of life to be honestly to be nostalgic for. You know, like when you have when you have your, you know, like my brother, his, his daughter turns one in like two days, and I'm sure that he's gonna be more nostalgic about those moments when he's 50 than when he was in high school because those are the new highlight. And yeah. right now, our highlight may be, you know. Nah, we won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a short list, Ethan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't have any highlights now. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think it's. I think it's a. We're we're in a hot spot. Our our age, and now I, are, is this. So, is this festival going to be full of thirty year olds? 
Yeah, I think it has to be, right? Uh, and I saw a funny tweet. It's got to be the target. Yeah, it has to be. I, I saw a funny tweet when, when Blink-182 announced that like they were coming back in their original lineup in the tour. And um, the tweet was like, if you're excited by the Blink-182 news, like remember to get up and stretch your back and hamstrings. You're not as young as you used to be, and that's okay. <laughs> you know how old Travis Barker is? He's got to be 40, right? He's 46. He's 46? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I think like the same way f- finding out that these guys from that era are like in their mid forties is the same way I felt when you learn that like Mike McCready and Eddie Vedder are like a hell of a lot closer to sixty than they are fifty. You know, yeah, Mark Ho- Mark Hoppus is fifty. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> what the fuck? That's He's, unbelievable! Still- Holy shit, dude! I don't, I don't, I don't want to know any more of this. So here's the thing, I I cannot believe that he's fifty. Um, it's just like, it's one of those things. Like for me, I'm I'm not a big Blink One Eighty Two fan, really. Like I, I like their music, but I, I certainly wouldn't, you know, go against the rat race to try to get tickets to this tour. You know, to be in the back row and spend two hundred dollars to go and see them because like, there's a chance like, there's a chance that they're washed, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Of, of, yeah. There, there, there's. There's expectations built up for all the years. It's it's like we talk about with Pearl Jam or, or well, it's the whoever. Same thing. Insert yeah. whoever band. I mean, we've, and, we've and talked I'm starting, about this a yeah. ton. I'm starting it's, to it is realize. It's a total gamble. It's a total gamble. Yeah, I'm starting to realize why Chris Cafaro said that Pearl Jam sucked after 1992 and they only ever made one good. Because like, I feel like if you were there and you experienced it, which we did a little bit of Blink and a lot of those bands on that bill, like to recreate those feelings and that energy is very, very difficult. Same way as like, Eddie Vedder couldn't recreate in 2000 what he did in 1992, and he surely can't do that now without it maybe feeling a little artificial or a little, you know, acted out. But yeah, I don't know. Do you think? Do you think they'll be good? Do you think this festival is would be good to attend, or you just get sad because you're all old and you're paying twenty dollars for a beer and fifty dollars for a T-shirt? Yeah. Well, I think yeah, the people that are going to it probably have the money to spend the the fifteen yeah, twenty dollars. They're, 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 they're not teenagers. <laughs> they're we're not teenagers to... anymore. Yeah. But exactly. what I will say, so I, I think I think what will what will drive this thing home is uh like the Smashing Pumpkins came in and played and I remember like or you know, anybody where you go see them and you had never seen them before and you're kinda of checking something off and it doesn't matter how the show goes or it doesn't matter how the songs are delivered. It does, of course. But you know what I mean? Like, I remember right. when Isaac Brock played and I, I knew that I was like, this is different than their early stuff, their earlier concerts. And I knew that it was going to be like that. And it was still, he actually, I think he did better than I expected, which is yeah. great. But it was one of those things where I spent so much time with the music that it still fulfilled something that I wanted to experience. Right. And although it, you know, it's not, it doesn't hold a candle, you know, hold a light to the original it still is important. So I think that this this show is the same way. Like if I went and saw Blink-182, I know I'm it's not to I'm not to expect the, you know, Daytona Spring Break type of show. <laughs> and Where like, the long the long shorts and the vans and the knee socks. Yeah, and like all these things I'm 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 going to be watching, you know, four, two 46-year-olds and a 50-year-old, you know, play music and but it's going to be all important music, but it you know, I I think that with the right mindset, you you know you just can't go in thinking it's gonna be the exact same thing, or you're gonna be a little bit butthurt. 
Yeah, so it's just. I it's, would go it's just kinda... if someone if someone gave me a free ticket and bought. Oh me a yeah, part, I, I mean, <laughs> yes, yeah, I I totally agree. I definitely for me, just the line is drawn. Uh, like I I don't think I would. I wouldn't do like a Taylor Hawkins road trip type thing for for a Blink One Eighty Two show or for uh, even for this festival, for example. But like, can we talk about some of the bands that are playing at this festival? Because I think like yeah, let's let's for, go through. It's weird. So the the people that listen to our podcast, based off of the the demographics and the analytics that they show me, it's kind of evenly split. People our age, and then there's kind of a little bit of a gap, and then it's a lot of people in their forties, uh, you know, who kind of were were, were grunge people. So. I think some, half of the people that listen to this show are going to be equally as excited and intrigued about this lineup as we are because they oh, remember yeah. being, you know, being kids at middle school listening to this music. And then the other half, this is the exact type of music that they detested because they were, you know, they were in their late 20s, early 30s when this stuff came out and they don't like it because it was a departure from what they grew up listening to. So um, I guess this is your time to uh, to log off if you are not of the open-minded uh, variety. Just think. Just think that at some point, maybe there'll be a Imagine Dragons Coldplay type of. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Could you imagine Mumford and Sons? <laughs> Dude, just get them, uh, American authors. Yeah, whole the script. It's coming. It's coming. Train. Yeah, that would be <laughs> that would be absolutely incredible. I would just love to see what like Pitchfork would have to say about that because they love dragon people, and that would be the prime fodder for them. I- Somehow Weezer would be on there. Yeah, we, Weezer, I feel like, is contractually obligated to be on every sort of thing like this. All right, so back to the bands. It's just like, I'm, I'm looking at oh, these sorry. right now. Like, you have the, you have the well, usual off, suspects. Yeah. I'll say, first off, it's, it's Green Day and Blink-182. That's what's yeah. bringing everybody in. Because yeah. Green Day has a little bit more reach, and Blink-182 obviously has a little bit more. Like, they're, they're, they were pretty popular. Their songs are known by everybody, so... I love that. I honestly wasn't sure that Green Day was still playing either. I was surprised to see. I mean, I thought Billy Joe was. They they they're they're like they're trekking. Like they're consistent. They're just road dogs. I feel like they're every yeah. single time I hear about it, it's like oh like Billy Joe like played or you know he was doing Green Day was doing this this that and the other. Like I I feel like if you were to look up their 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 touring history, like they've been very very consistent out there, which is. Gotta be tough. I mean, the, once again, we were just kind of laughing oh, because yeah. the Blink guys are in their forties and and Mark is fifty and and Billy Billy Joe. I mean, the Green Day guys are probably right up there too. But it's funny. I'm kind of looking at this thing, and right down the line, I'm just looking, and each time I look at this list, like a new name pops out. I mean, there are people that I haven't thought about since I was. 12 or 13 on here like gym class heroes is there um all-time low oh my five gosh, seconds I of summer one. yeah it's just unbelievable to gym think about some heroes. of these wow it's joyce manners on there which i really appreciate so i appreciate beach bunny too and the front bottoms will be there too so it's kind of they, they have they have a few that kind of hopped That's on the cool. tail end of that but motion city soundtrack um rise against some like- 41 I love some forty. Some forty one's great. Goldfinger, yellow, yellow card. Lit <laughs> is on just, there. Yep, lit's on there. Newfound glory, all time low. I, I was surprised to see thirty seconds to Mars. I loved them. Um, growing up, they they were really unique, and I honestly didn't know that they were still playing either. Like I feel like it's weird. Bowling for soup, huge. A lot of these bands, I'm kind of surprised that they still 
play music together. Um, like I thought that about Good Charlotte. Um, I think that about Lit, the Plain White Tees, Bowling for Soup, like you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, are Plain White Tees on there? Yeah, they are on there. They are, um, they're they're oh, they're to they the are. left right of Simple gold. Plan. That's another band, Simple Plan. Like people. Yeah. People love that band. It's funny. I have a, I have a decent simple plan story. Um, I Some, uh, something corporate. Yeah. Uh, so I this past spring I went on a few dates with this woman who like didn't like was not musically like not like a huge huge music fan, but for some reason absolutely loved Simple Plan, and like. Then it wasn't like oh like I love Simple Plan and like I love Blink and like all those. It was like I just love Simple Plan and. I've never like it's like the similar thing that we thought about Manchester Orchestra. Like, imagine Simple Plan being your favorite band. Uh, yeah, just I know it's weird. <laughs> I was actually thinking. I was thinking about this before. I was listening. Well, I was listening to an interview with Scott Stapp. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, I haven't listened to Theo that yet. I've been saving that. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's good one because Theo does a really good. He's a comedian, but he has like these random people like i did not expect to see scott stapp and right so it, it's good it, it's 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 really good but um you know he talks about one of um when he was like he talks about his influences and he talks about you too being a big one you probably mm-hmm. know this and he said that it was because you know well one of the main reasons was he had joshua tree got stuck in his cassette player like in his in his old car and so it was the only thing he listened to I love that. And I thought about that because I was, I wrote down like my favorite Blink 182 album or whatever, and it's Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. And, you know, it's like, why, why is that? It's like, well, that's the one I listened to the most because it was the only one I had downloaded or something. And how many times do you hear that where it's like, this album, it was like all I had. So I listened to it nonstop. And yeah. that's, and like, so is it, is it your favorite album because the songs are really good? Or no, because it's just because you've of listened the... to it enough yeah. that, each song you kind of trick your brain and each song is good in its own way because there's a lot of times where you can listen to an album like three or four times but if you once you get once you cusp like maybe 15 times there's a reason you like every song and you never if you if you never would have thought that in the beginning i don't mm-hmm. know do you, do you know what i'm saying do you why is yes. that when yeah 100 like, and it just kind of makes that imprint on your brain like i still remember for example my when i was a kid my ipod nano like the, I had like 120 songs. Like I can still remember the order that some of the songs were in because I, I never really liked to shuffle, but like, I just had them sorted, um, by, uh, alphabetically by song titles. Like I still remember like, like Sweet Home Alabama used to go right into Teenagers by My Chemical Romance. And like, I just, it's just like little things like that that you remember. And like, were those like the best songs or my favorite songs? Like, no, but they just ended up there and they became, they became, important to me because of that and it's i feel like you don't get that much anymore because i think most people have a streaming subscription at this point or you know you go on youtube but it's like when you got like you got a cd from your friend that they made for you or you you were able to like burn something real quick or you you were gifted something like if that's the one that you had you know you weren't able to you weren't able to pull up spotify and 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 dive into a band's discography it's like that's what you had and the cool thing was as you got older, as you got more means, you were able to like, okay, like you like take off your pants and jacket. And then when you discover Anima of the State or something, it's like, wow, like there's other really good stuff out here. And I never realized, I remember when I was younger too, like listening to an album and being like, these are great. And then, and then someone telling me that there was like seven more albums. And I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, I was yes. like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? 
I was yeah. like, seven more albums of this band? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you don't you don't want to believe them. Um, it's it's so funny. So my, I, was, uh, I literally was like, that's like so much money. I gotta buy these like CDs. That's gonna be way too much. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so funny. I'm gonna have feel, to illegally download that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so many people have stories like that. Like I remember my college track and field coach. Um, you know, he grew up and and some of his his brother's older friends, I think showed him some Van Halen. And I think the first one that he got was maybe like five, one, five, Oh, or 1984. And then like, he loved it. And then he was talking to his older friends. He's like, wait until you hear their old stuff. And it's kind of like a, there's old stuff. Like it's just blowing his mind with like the self-title or like Van Halen two or women and children first. And it's just like, you don't have that anymore because it's all right in front of you. Like there's less surprises now, but those surprises were always really fun. Man. Yeah, I'd say so. If you had to pick three bands from this bill that you'd be most excited to go and see, yep. who and why? And oh, they don't geez. need to be in any particular order, but if you could make your own Saturday night lineup for in Worcester, <laughs> Massachusetts, or, or that place down in Providence, like or right Providence, there. Yeah. Where, wh- who would you want to see? Oh, my God. So I'm going to preemptively disqualify the Front Bottoms, Beach Bunny, and Joyce Manor because in my mind, well, I would pick all of them, but in my mind, they feel like too current to be on this bill. Yeah, um, good point. So I think, you know, I'm going to work my way from the bottom to the top and get like a quote-unquote smaller act to open yep. than oh, somebody yeah. else and then the yep. headliner. So I think... Yep. I. I'm starting out with Lit. I think I have to go with Lit for the That's sole good. purpose that I need to hear my own worst enemy. Um, I just mm-hmm. think that would be electric because, you know, you're just getting the night going. Um, I, I'm definitely opening up with Lit. And then moving on up, I think it would be really cool to get a little Motion City soundtrack in there. Um, when I was okay. a kid, they seemed to have a song in every single video game that I used to play back when I was younger. So that would be that'd be huge for the nostalgia trip. And then, you know, just because curiosity will get the better of me, if Blink headlined that little three-band run, I, I would pick Blink-182 just to see what they've got, you know? 100%, 100% yeah. Blink-182 has to be my closer as well. Yeah. Um, I think I've... So Blink-182 is going to be my closer. I think 30 Second to Mars is going to be the penultimate act. Yeah. Um, is and, there... You know, I have a question. Is there discuss? Is it is it worth getting into them? So I remember they had that song uh, "Kings and Queens," which I absolutely loved because it was oh, like super cinematic. Is it, is it all like that? <laughs> it, yeah, that 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 album was really big. That probably yeah. came out twenty twelve or t- yeah, yeah maybe twenty twelve, like our that, senior yeah. our senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a huge soundtrack song. I remember because like it's like super very super very big, yeah, overarching. Yeah. You, their other stuff is also very big. It's kind of like I don't want to say it's interstellar, but it's kind of like this alien type of like do 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 do. Did like, you know they released, like they released their first album? They released their first album in two thousand two. Oh two. That's a wow. long time ago. Yeah, that's longer than 20... I would have guessed. Dang. I gotta check them out. Yeah, I, lo- I yeah, love. that you should, shit. <laughs> you should check them out. They're they're good. His voice is so strong. Yeah, he's such a he's really good. So. All right, my opener though for those two. This is a tough one. I, I'm actually, I think I would go more kind of more punk or ska, and okay. I would probably pick either Less Than Jake or Bowling for Soup. I thought I think, you were gonna pick Bowling for Soup. Yeah, yeah, those two would be so cool. Or honestly, Sum Forty One. Like that's just a little bit harder, and I'm already mm-hmm. having two hard bands after. So maybe I'd go like Less Than Jake would be really cool, but Bowling for Soup, right. like Sum Forty One would be. 
that'd be intense for yeah. they're they're really i i like them a lot mm-hmm. i just noticed that a uh, knuckle puck is on this bill as well mm-hmm. which uh, i i like shout out scott simmer absolutely big scott, scott scott's my... going scott's going to see them and he, he's always he would he's probably dying over he might even go see this since in vegas so hell yeah just a couple um, of hours away but yeah it's it's really interesting and i feel like if 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 this if this uh this festival were to have been put together five or ten years ago i don't know if it would have had the draw that it's going to have now um just because i think the people that 100 are most affected by it and that are most excited about it are finally at a point where you know they're least more established than we are and they have the ability to you know travel for something like this and and it's been a while it's been 20 years since a lot of these bands were at the top of the you know the top of the tower so you know it's people are people are always looking for that window back and uh you know you have your you have a 40 year old who listened to this stuff when they were 20 back in high school and college it's uh you know, it's the same way that you, you go, you go to, you go to a Pearl Jam show and it's all at this point, people in their fifties. It's like the, you know, if, if you see me at the Pearl Jam show, I'm the white guy with, with thinning gray hair. All in all, I think that there will be, hopefully a lot of kids are going to be brought to this concert because the parents are going to want their, want their youngins to see what they grew up with and they can point up and say, that was my Eddie Vedder. <laughs> Point at the uh, Jared, <laughs> Jared Leto that's, that's and, the best and part about the Mark yep. Hoppus and Tom DeLongs of the group. <laughs> that's the and best that's honestly, part. I don't really, you know, these are the bands. I mean, I'm surprised Fallout Boy isn't didn't make the cut. Which kind of or like All American Rejects or something? Yeah, yeah. Those are the bands that people knew the people knew the front men and whatnot yeah. but they'll anyway. save that they'll save that for the next one in 10 years so it'll all it'll all be good and then we'll be we'll be in our 30s and feel even more nostalgic about it so that'll be very very lovely so if you're if you're if you're out there and you're uh you're interested in going to this uh let us know i would love to uh love to hear the why and, and what the plan's gonna be so um and if you're excited about this too i, I want to hear that you're seemingly maybe more excited than we are I wonder so. if these bands I wonder if these bands are going to have the staying power to be touring in 20 years. Like I don't know, whether, even if they want now. to. Like the Who? <laughs> you imagine Blink-182 <laughs> when they're in their mid-70s? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I guess only time will tell. Um, yeah. Can't yeah call what, a, what a lineup, right? What a lineup, everybody. Incredible. So, uh, also quite the lineup that this is our 82nd episode so if you're still with us i thank you very kindly for continuing uh to come back every week and spend some of your time with us uh if you want to support us as we said uh our producers asking for a raise so help us out help that bottom line go buy some merch just, go um just won't go join the patreon too <laughs> exactly really really running us thin over here and make, making us want to shut the yeah. whole thing down uh, but uh, all kidding aside, we're very thankful that Drew McFadden is on board. Uh, we've given him uh, more than his fair share of work to do the last couple of weeks with how shitty the internet connections have been. So we continue to do that here for episode 82. So it's almost time to get out of here. But I think we have to close with some song of the week since we skipped out on it last week. We have to give the people what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about time we go back to uh, the regular scheduled programming. Um, I got a good one. I can go first. I, I, all right. Not sure how I found this song. I can't remember. Uh, 
it was off a playlist, but I can't remember who, or a radio, but I can't remember which radio it was. But the song is right. by Gene Dawson, and it's called Three Heads. And it's kind of like this punk, um, electro, electronic rock a little bit, but more like punk and kind of like um, fuzzy audio type of stuff. And not like, well, maybe maybe not fuzzy, but it, it's it's got this really unique sound. And um, I actually sent it to our friends, Yellow Trash Can, and I was like, you guys probably already listened to them, I'm sure, but they I actually thought they were you at first. Like they sound like Yellow Trash Can who are they're just so um unique and creative like some of the stuff that our you know our friends yellow trash can do like they're just like really cool and creative and i love it and they're like yeah, yeah we get that a lot that we sound just like them and this other band and they're like yeah they're like it's right in the same realm as as that type of music which is a li- has a little bit of each like there's like some screaming but it's also like chill rock um and chill like chill punk kind of thing and i love it yeah and um so anyway i shot that over to them and they were like yeah we get that a lot but this it was just it was a really good sometimes that type of music doesn't hit for me like sometimes it can be like mm-hmm. all right like i mean a whole album but man this yeah one was really I, I good. hear you there sweet so that, that's a good one so i'll send that you'll, you'll like that one i'm sure um yeah so yeah it'll be good how about you chris nice so yeah, so my my song of the week. Similarly, I have no idea how I how I discovered this. Must have been some playlist somewhere, thanks to the almighty algorithm. But it's by a musician that I I was familiar with, but I didn't know this song. And the musician uh, performs uh, by the name Field Medic, and the song is called "I Will Not Mourn Who I Was That Has Gone Away." Um, and it's just this really kind of like uplifting, redeeming, like folky type song. Um, which is really cool. I, I think I, I listen to a lot of that stuff once the weather starts to get colder and you start thinking about life and everything. And a lot of Field Medic's songs are a little sad, and this one's kind of uh, kind of uplifting and you know just about like moving forward and all what that shit. What was the shit. title? So it was called "I Will Not Mourn Who I Was That Has Gone Away." It's a mouthful. I thought you were reading lyrics. Yeah, I thought you were reading yeah, lyrics. No. I will not mourn. Yep. Who I was huh? that has gone away and. Um, yeah, I yeah, saw it's... one of the songs, song I made up to stop myself from having a panic attack just now. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. the title. Yes. So definitely, definitely in the field medic style of having long titles and all lowercase letters, seemingly. Right. Um, so what does that um, mean? Yeah, you know? it's really. Um, yeah, exactly. What does that mean to you, Chris, when someone uses all lowercase like that and make a point? You've done it. I've I mean, seen that in your playlists. Why, why do you do that? It's like. Uh, it's like a why, it's, like why? A e- <laughs> it's like an ee e. cummings kind of thing he was a poet back in like the 20th century who like never used punctuation never used capital letters and i don't know i think a lot of people do it because they think it's edgy and cool soccer mommy does it field medic does it i do it ee e. cummings did it a hundred years ago so i mean i don't know it's uh e. just something else to differentiate yourself what a and make yourself feel cool yeah you didn't know yeah you gotta stay for the end of the grunge bible podcast what to get this. you were ready for that i guess <laughs> to get the ee e. cummings references um that one is uh that's a shout out to my fifth grade teacher mrs cohen who developed my appreciation for poetry so shout out for nice. that um i'm yeah. more of an all all uppercase every word type of guy <laughs> i know yeah no i i love i love i love me some some lowercase lowercase guys there's uh there is ee cummings ee cummings the man edward eslin cummings he was born in cambridge massachusetts yeah he's coming 
just like Blink-182, they're coming and there's nothing about, you can do to stop them. How about the all crossed out uh, word? Like a word, but all crossed out. That's, we know that's a little too much for me. The strike through. Yeah, that's, too, that's really too much for yeah. me. Yeah, people love the strike through too, man. Um, people are just looking for ways Actually, to be different. Yeah, Drew, Drew, I don't know if you saw this. He put up a story the other day. Shout out to Drew, our producer, because he makes, he has, you know, I almost said he has dumb ideas like this, but they're cool because they're different. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, he's like, when are, he's like, when is the first song going to come out that's going to be just titled with an emoji? And he put like an emoji or two. That's a good, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's like, got to be coming like, be soon. The, I was like, be the first one, dude. Just make an emoji, like, mm-hmm. and then you know, let it let it be. You know, I mean, when when is the title going to be a picture? Basically, yeah, it's only a matter of time, man. So shout out Drew. You should make you know, you should make a song with that. But then yeah. you know, I mean, you got to be the be... trendsetter. <laughs> man, we've been so mean to Drew the last two episodes. Oh no, he loves it. He ha- yeah, he, he loves it. He loves it. And s- Everybody understands, but all right, that's it. We're done. Yeah, yeah. Let's get out of here. That's I it. got that's nothing else. So. No, I don't, I don't know, know anything else. Man. Yeah. Yep. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week, and we will see you same time next week. Yep. See you next week for episode eighty-three. Take care, everybody. See you. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. lose our feet again and it'll probably be difficult for drew and you know, i don't i don't care i could care less if it's difficult for drew you hear that <laughs> drew's gonna have to deal with all of this just good that's why he, that's why he gets paid and we that's why he gets paid and we don't <laughs> and he wants a raise <laughs> he wants a ra- yesterday all right well <laughs> Please sing.